This message was recorded live at Plantation Seventh-day Adventist Church in Plantation, Florida. Welcome to PlantationSDA.tv. Here you will find a diverse variety of Bible-based topics and conversations. God's master plan to inspire your mind, bring peace to your heart, and uplift your soul. May you be blessed and encouraged as you listen to God's Word. but the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. I wish I had a church today. There's victory in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. Happy Sabbath, everybody. Good morning, church. We thank God that ours is the privilege of coming together this, the final Sabbath of 2023 the 52nd Sabbath of the year, God has been faithful. Our very presence here today is Exhibit A of God's faithfulness. I must confess that there were times during the year when I wasn't faithful, but even during those times, God was faithful. Let me welcome you all here, those who are our guests and those who are our fellow sojourners in worship as we lift up God Today, we celebrate the communion service as mentioned before, right after our session here. To, uh, now we'll move into the ordinance of humility, the foot washing service, and then we get right back here and uh, dine at the Lord's table. We turn our attention now to the Word as we continue in worship. It's coming to us from the book of Luke. Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, verse 25 through the verse 35. Luke, chapter 2, verse 25 through to verse 35. The new King James Version of Scripture reads, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do to him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you're letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign which was spoken against, yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also. The thoughts of many hearts 
may be that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. This is the word of God, and I still believe it. Pause with me in prayer. Father, we thank you for your presence in the service. And as we continue now with your word, we pray that you will remove every distraction. You will arrest our attention. You will speak to both our heads and to our hearts. You use this feeble mortal clay to share words of truth, words of hope we ask. In Jesus' name, amen. In this narrative of Luke, he introduces us to an aged prophet called Simeon. And FYI, this narrative is, we say, unique to Luke's gospel, as Luke is the only of the gospel writers to include this narrative. You may, you may use the, Carlos, you may use the front rows in the meantime. Uh, you can use the front rows in the meantime. We, we have secured, you can come right up. Uh, come right up. Uh, you, you do have front appearance. Come right up. You have, you look good on camera. You can, you can sit right there. Amen. As they're doing, as they're doing that, I want to remind you, we're going to have, we're going to segue right into our communion service. And I just want to put a disclaimer out there that communion is not for perfect people. Let me put that disclaimer out there. Communion is not for perfect people. Communion are for those who have a broken heart and a contrite spirit. Amen? Those who recognize their need for Jesus. Jesus said he came to seek and to save that which is lost. He says those who are well don't need a doctor. Amen? And so I just want to put it out there as a disclaimer that uh, if you're perfect, perhaps the communion service is not for you. As we get back to our narrative in Luke's gospel, as I mentioned, Luke is the only of the four gospel writers to include this narrative of the aged prophet Simeon. And there are a few elements that we find in this story that I am hoping will resonate with our hearts today as we prepare ourselves to affirm our faith in what Jesus has done. And we do so beneath the caption, the topic, Child of Destiny. In this narrative, Luke introduces us to this tradition. Well, it was more than a tradition. According to Luke, this was part of the fulfillment established by law that every child, especially the male child, was to be presented to God, I believe, uh, a pastor, some eight days after birth. And here we find the parents of Jesus, the earthly parents of Jesus, taking him to the temple for dedication. And I thank God that there's still parents who recognize that every child is a gift from God. Amen? And recognize the need to present that child to him. And by the way, here at Plantation, we have an open-door policy when it comes to child dedication. We do believe that men may make mistakes, but God make babies. That for every child who comes into this world, God has a plan. And the number one goal of every parent is to help that child discover God's plan and God's will for his or her uh, own life. 
And so here, the earthly parents of Jesus, they're taking him to the temple to be offered up. And this aged prophet, Luke says, God gave him the promise that he would not die until he had seen the consolation of Israel. God had given him that promise, and now he was beholding this child, and he was saying in his prophecy and in his announcement in these verses that this was not an ordinary child. You know, dear friends, I do believe that dying is not the worst thing that can happen to a person. That the worst thing that can happen to a person is to die without God, die without Jesus, die without hope. And here, the prophet Simeon says in his final words, Lord, now I'm ready to die. Now you can allow me to depart in peace because I have witness. I have beheld the consolation of Israel. Now, this term, the consolation of Israel, was a messianic term. It referred to the fact that Israel was looking for one who would come, who would be a consolation, yea, one who would become a relief for them, one who would reestablish the Davidic uh, kingdom. And particularly given what they were going through at the time, that is Roman oppression, there was no better time for this to be realized. But when you read the, the prophecy given by Simeon, you understand that the role of Jesus would be more than political, that he was to be Messiah, consolation not only to Israel, but there is something there that I want you to know. I think it's in verse 32 of our, of our verses, because in verse 32, he says that this Jesus, this child of destiny, would be a light to bring what? Revelation to whom? Revelation to the Gentiles. In addition to those, in addition to the glory of your people Israel. You see, dear friends, here is the gospel. That Jesus was not only to be the consolation, the hope, the relief, the restoration of Israel, but he was also to be the hope and the restoration of, of, of the Gentiles, they, the entire world. And so here it is succinctly. God through Jesus, or the birth of Jesus, was the means by which God became one of us in seeking to save all of us. That the incarnation of Jesus was not just about a baby being born in the manger, it was about God becoming one of us in order that he may seek to save all of us. One person said that God came down to my level when I could not go up to his. That in the incarnation, in the birth of Jesus, we see God becoming man so that he could save man. In as we segue into our foot washing, I want you, before we do that, I want you to note that Simeon in his prophecy, in verse 34, he turns to Mary. And this was not coincidental or happenstance, but he turns to Mary and he says to her that this child of yours is destined for the fall and rising 
of many in Israel for a sign which will be spoken against. Yea, a sword will pierce through your own soul also, and that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. What is being inferred here that he addresses Mary is that Joseph would not be around to experience this prophecy that Simeon is now giving. In this prophecy, he says that because of this child, Mary, your own soul is going to be pierced through by or with a sword. And what's interesting, Jesus, is that in, in, in the Gospels or in the New Testament, there are two words that's used for sword. There is one word that is used for a sword that would represent a shortened sword or a dagger of sorts. It was the type that Peter carried around. It was the type that Peter uh, retrieved from his side during the time when they came to arrest Jesus in the garden, and he attempted to chop or cut the, the guy's head off, but caught his ear. But then there is that sword, which was a longer version to a dagger, a sword that would pierce right through. And it's interesting that it's that sword that he uses, it's that word that he uses in this verse. He's saying, Mary, you are going to experience your son coming and growing up and coming to see him being sacrificed. And of course, the gospel records, Luke records Mary standing right there at the cross, experiencing the agony of her son. You see, their friends, Jesus was destined to die to pay the price for your sin and mine. And I want to explain something about destiny and how it differs from one being predestined. You see, destiny does not remove our ability to choose. Destiny is what God, God's will is. Destiny is what God hopes for our lives. But we have to cooperate with him for that to be fulfilled. And Jesus, at the end of his ministry, declared that, Father, I have done nothing but your will. At the end of his ministry, he could proclaim that I did what you asked me to do. I'm here to tell somebody that God has a purpose for your life. But that purpose can only be fulfilled, that purpose can only be realized as you cooperate with him. As Jesus was obedient to the Father and fulfill the Father's will. So you and I, when we are obedient to him, his will will be experienced in our lives. I thank God that Jesus did not remain a baby, but that he grew the full statue in favor with God and man, and that he fulfilled his Father's will. He went to the cross, laid down his life for you, and for me. And I thank God that as a church, we have provided at least once a quarter an opportunity to renew our faith. You see, dear friends, with the communion service, we reaffirm that we are saved because of Jesus. We reaffirm that we're saved because of what he did on the cross. You see, your salvation and mine is not Jesus plus. It's Jesus, period. 
It's not Jesus plus good works. It's not Jesus plus veganism, amen? It's not Jesus plus uh, a guy just, just, just share with me a program that he wants me to be on. I'm considering it for, for a minute, you know. It's not Jesus plus a purging and a cleansing, amen? But you and I, we're saved because of Jesus, period, amen? And so as we move into this service of humility, I want you to renew your faith in him. As we move to the service of humility, I want you to take the opportunity. He says that if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive and to cleanse. Let's stand together as we pray to segue into our, the, the, the uh, ordinance of humility. We'll have our women folk meet here in the, the fellowship hall. And down the, the hall to my, to my left, on the left, we do have a room for couples if, you, if you're so inclined. And then on the right, as you go down the hall to the right, we do have a room, we do have a room there for the men folk. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for what Jesus has done, the sacrifice that was made on our behalf, this child of destiny. Now, as we move into this service, the ordinance of humility, we pray that you will humble our hearts and help us to experience your forgiveness, your regeneration, we pray, in the name of Jesus. Amen. And so we ask you, uh, if, if, if you're desirous of participating, uh, women folk, you are in right here in the fellowship hall. Men folk, you are down the hall on the right, and there's a room there for couples. If, you, if you're not participating, you can stay right here in the sanctuary. Uh, meditating, and then we'll reconvene and we'll dine at the Lord's table. This podcast was brought to you by Plantation Seven-day Adventist Church, a Christ-centered congregation dedicated to spreading the good news of God's love through sermons, deeper dive conversations, and much more. If you'd like to listen to more life lessons and inspirational content, please visit us at plantationsda.tv.